0: this is going to be a long episode so this intro is going to be short
1: it's time for dingers
2: Welcome to Dingers, the only fantasy baseball podcast for smart people. It's not just Elvis Andres that wins you championships. That's why week in and week out, we're delivering tips and strategies to help you live that straight up OG lifestyle. Tyler Childs joined again this evening by Robbie Baseball, who is ready to just destroy the future of your international prospect pool. We got shortstops tonight, and we know that there's some big money thrown around with these athletic toolsy guys, right? Oh, yeah. That's that's what we got a lot of tonight, and you know we we highlight our our rankings with a a beautiful what is that cyan is that cyan we use um, is I it don't know cyan or Cheyenne it's definitely not Cheyenne <laughs> no it's definitely not that well bad.
0: I know I will not be Cheyenne away from giving you guys the truth tonight thanks to how i set myself up there I'm just gonna do the old reach around for the self, pat on the back self joke yeah let's do good. <laughs> Thanks for coming
1: out, everybody.
2: <laughs> Nailed it. <in. laughs> but yeah, let's let's get into the shortstops here before we get too many drinks in us. This. Uh, this is our second recording of this evening. We're trying to pound through all these Dynasty episodes for you. Um, and this one I'm excited about. Like, I love shortstop because there's so much variability around where they're going to end up as an actual position player. So before we do that, we do have one thing that's very consistent during this episode, and that's drinking. A long time ago, someone decided to put stuff in glass bottles. In some of these bottles, they put juice or milk, and that was stupid. Today, only alcohol and a few other products remain in the containers from the gods. It's time for beers and bourbon, because good advice only comes in a bottle.
0: Oh, that sounds so nice. Here's mine. That's the sound of an Oreo hitting a mason jar because daddy's going old school with some Baileys on ice and I'm also eating cookies because why not? I'm in lockdown.
2: (laughs) That's the kind of snack that somebody who says milk and cookies drinks. Milk? Yeah. It's like, do you use English? No, I drink this with an Oreo.
0: (laughs) I'm having Baileys, baby. (laughs) Because it's the holidays and we're giving gifts and I'm eating this one. Uh, but yeah, so off the top, top, I did, I said to you before we started recording, I've got a short opening because it's going to be a long episode. And then I forgot that my opening was supposed to say, this is a short opening for the short stop position because we're going to talk about it all night. And I completely blanked on what I was going to say. So I just said the simple thing off the top. And now I've essentially wasted the same amount of time as if I had done something more elaborate, like I did for third base, but that's okay. Um, We've got 93 guys to discuss tonight. Uh, Eight by eight categories for our ranking, the eight offensive categories that we're covering tonight, are player runs, RBIs, home runs, stolen bases, their walks, their strikeouts, and then their average as well as their OPS. And this is what we project they can do over the next five seasons. So 2021 through to 2025. Now we did this last year. We excluded several prospects because we wanted to give you the MLB relevant players and then let you build your teams with prospects that we ranked separately this year. We're going all in baby. We've got over 900 total players that we're ranking. Excuse me. 92. At the shortstop position it was 93 before and then we realized that we had a detroit prospect isaac paredes who we moved to third so we've taken him off but we've got 92 guys here uh last year Louis garcia washington uh prospect second baseman now uh has been moved off the list but everybody else returns or moves from the prospect list over so we're going to touch on a few guys anybody else that you want to know some more information as to what we feel Hit up Ty at Tourney Boss on Twitter. You can hit up the podcast at Dinger's Pod or myself at Baseball one Happy to share the list with you. Happy to go through why somebody is where they are. Um, Just so you know, we take into account the stats that we just discussed, the depth charts with their MLB teams, contractual status of not just the player, but the teammates around them to see how things can go over the next several years. Obviously, swing mechanics, how they play the position uh vanity metrics we've got it all okay if they've got an ugly girlfriend we know about it all right that's part of this and and you know we love a little absolutely so we are going to kick it off um ty will interrupt me or uh i will run out of breath and then we will go deep in on a player or two here or there as we get up the list Uh, We'll go a little bit more on more guys. You get the idea. The people we're about to mention are either very insignificant over the next five years or only likely to make the most slight amount of fantasy relevance that they've been on the list. A perfect example is Ryan Goins. I think free agent right now uh, might sign somewhere, might get some at-bats, right? Not anybody. yeah, yeah, <laughs> not anybody you're going to be excited to have, but obviously, depending on your team setup, somebody that might have some small crumb of fantasy relevance. But here we go number 93, Maximo Acosta with Texas, young guy, 18 years old, not likely to be seen until 2024. Uh, at the earliest, Richard uh, Palas- Palacios, Pal- how, how do you spell that, Ty?
1: Right. Uh summon lemma doom and lemma, you assume an i human. What I gotta do to get it through to you, I'm superhuman innovative and I made a rubber so that anything you say is pick off of me and it'll be um. you and devastating all that never demonstrating how to give a motherfucker audience. I feel an like it's devastating, never fading and I know the haters are forever waiting for the day that they can see I fell up to be celebrating cuz I know the way to get it motivated I make elevating music, you make elevator music.
0: Oh. Starts with a P. Perh thank you, yeah, uh with Cleveland, the twenty-three year old. <laughs> um... That, that went on a lot longer than I thought you were gonna let it go. No,
2: but I was like, <laughs> that's the idea. To, once yeah. you get into it, you just gotta lean into the joke. <laughs>
0: uh, so anyway, Palacio, same thing. Like, you know, he might be a cup of coffee guy with Cleveland. We don't see that impact coming. 91 Richie Martin with Baltimore, 25 year old, former rule five pick, uh, fluctuating guy, not really going to be fantasy relevant. Baltimore's got. Of next crew up uh, martin might kick around a little bit until then carson tucker another cleveland guy 19 year old working his way up the system and uh, then we move into 89 Laz riviera with chicago's 25 year old guy triple a kind of you know quad a type player 88 alexander vargas with the yankees 19 year old international i think or i don't remember off the top of my head either way um then we've got brian Rocchio with cleveland uh, R-O-C-C-H-I-O, a 20-year-old. This is already what the third Cleveland guy we've mentioned. My gosh, the depth Cleveland has. They're so deep. Yeah, so, and we talked about in the third base episode that we knew that, that you know, this is where Cleveland has their their target is that shortstop. And, you know, Ty can discuss a little bit more about how that why this position is so deep in theory. Uh, then we've got L- Louis Angel, Louis Angel Acuna with Texas. I mean, he is a touted prospect of some note 18 year old and then robert paulson with oakland um this is somebody i'll very quickly just mention so international prospect last year everybody you know in drafts was i was seeing him go regularly in the top 10 in dynasty drafts and sorry
2: time out robbie i just had to do a little bit of homework on louis angel which i really wanted for him to make it to the pros just to watch the tv people say that over and over again he's already been
0: upgraded to jose so we're good there oh (laughs) well jose Ho, jose acuna then yeah basically. perfect yeah well i've got a lot easier well it did um, but so it, yeah but it,
2: i mean it's less entertaining it's I'm disappointed. yeah
0: yeah the, especially when i was staring at i'm like louis angel okay cool uh so robert paulson is is a prototypical guy for me to avoid in dynasty leagues simply because of how far away he is and the organization that he's going to it's not that oakland can't do good things with ball players of course they can every organization can except for colorado but <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but but that is just for me not a guy that i would target because of how far away he is and the cost i don't want to pay that much for an international 17 16 year old but if you get into an international you know asian player like a guy that's coming over that might be 22 to 25 i would be much more willing to go higher in a draft for that guy because I'm, I'm assuming that's more proven talent at a higher level so just wanted to quickly touch on that because I think some people will see 85 how do you have Paulson ranked so far back he's not going to do anything yeah it's the next five years yeah the next five years we might see him in 2024 2025 is more realistic Ed Howard exact same scenario with this with the Sox drafted uh sorry Cubbies uh drafted last year he's going to have to go through the whole system revamp system, but he's going to have to go through it all. Then we've got uh Shervin Newton of the Mets, 20 year old, same thing. Lucius Fox with Kansas city. I mean, Fox might get some time here, but Kansas city's got other options that they covet more. I can't see Fox doing a whole, a whole lot. He's here, got a
2: little bit of upside though, to take some time away from
0: Lopez. Like that's, that's, that's the, the one shot he's got, right? I think so. Base. Yeah.
2: The other thing too, to keep in mind is center field could be available as well.
0: Well, that's where we've got Fox sitting now. If he proves us wrong, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, Gunnar Henderson with Baltimore, very young, 18-year-old here. Sergio Alcantara with Detroit, 23-year-old, uh, quad-A type guy. And then that's our number 80th ranked and then 79. we've got Shea Whitcomb with Houston. And Ty, you've got a little bit here on Shea Whitcomb.
2: Yeah, shout out to uh, Mason McCray. Make sure you hit him up on Twitter. A lot of great stuff coming over from him. But he turned me on to Shea Wickcomb uh ways back when we had him on, asked him about sleepers in the draft, and he pointed immediately to Shea Wickcomb. And and I I have to agree, after doing a little homework myself, I, I'm a fan. I think he is just one of those guys that's going to come and grind and find his way onto a roster. He's slotted as a shortstop. I will say that I think he profiles as a third baseman, um, potentially a second baseman in this new era where terrible def- like good defenders at third can all of a sudden play second um and so i, I think he could potentially be uh, a sneaky pick here and he's still just 22 i believe he was a arizona state guy no no san diego state i think or something like that one of the states i believe but uh college bat which we talk about all the time uh quick moving right and if you look at the timeline on a guy like Carlos Correa, who may or may not be an Astro for a, for too much longer. Wakecomb is going to be um, the, the current top prospect in the in the Astro system, uh, whose name I can never, ever remember off the top of my head. Uh, Robbie, help me here. For the like, a hitting prospect? Shortstop, specifically. He's their number two ranked prospect right now oh,
0: uh, in Houston. And
2: I, and I can never, ever remember his name.
0: And- Perfect. Good time for us to blank when we're recording.
2: A hundred percent. I'll find it. So if you keep <laughs> I was going to
0: say, I'll... we can just click on another file for the depth. Fredius Nova. Oh, Fredius Nova. Okay, gotcha.
2: Fre- Would you say Fredius?
0: I give it a little. I Sure it wasn't. <laughs> that's
2: how you spell it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs>
2: yeah. So I, I just like him to beat Freitas to, to the majors. And, and I think he's going to have, some time because even if Freitas takes that shortstop position away from when we're talking about Freitas a little bit later, but um, he slides over to, to shorter second. Right. And Bregman can move to second
0: Bregman can stay a third. So got options for the future of that infield. Yep. Right, right there with you, Ty. I think, I think Wickham and if, again, Mason. So it's, it's uh Mason underscore McCray MCRAE uh, at Twitter. We'll probably do a little, tag for him for this episode but yeah Mason's got some great stuff if you're wanting to know what's going on in drafts coming up if you are like Billy B our boy and you are in some kind of crazy league where you can draft any human being to your team uh, they do not need to be associated with an MLB team Mason Cray is a great guy to (laughs) pick the brain of because he can tell you about 14 year olds with armpit hair that's coming in and uh, how fast they're throwing and then you can get ahead of the nut jobs that you play in those leagues. With. Yeah. Because has, I was, he's second
2: velo on armpit hair growth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to Billy about um, a league that he's in that is super like, you know, international. Right. So there's, you can draft everybody at any point in time. And I was saying, okay, so like here are the kind of peripheral guys. He's like, no, no, like these aren't going to make an impact. These aren't going to make an impact. It's a five-year league. And I said, wow, like, so I started to think like, okay, who are the guys, right? Who are the college guys right now? Who are the freshmen who could be the guys coming up? I'm like, well, I know somebody who's going to have that info and that's going to be Mason. So um, at 79, we got Ryan Goins, free agent, who we mentioned, Willie Castro with Detroit at 77. Greg Jones with Tampa Bay, 23-year-old, just doesn't look like it's really going to work out. Tampa Bay's clogged. uh, So it's hard to see a path for him. Bryson Stott, first-round pick for Philly or former first-round pick now for Philly uh 23 year old we you know there's opportunity but it might be three plus years down the road for bryson so he's further back for us hedini Feria, not sure what's going to go on with him this year Asia. similar yeah yeah that would be you got to find a clip for that some yeah. kind of like kbo home run where they like celebrate that yeah. um wilmer defoe in uh depth guy just gonna get some at bats the next few years exactly like chris owens joe you know? like you see the little Q were in here. Richard Urania, same thing.
2: I will say this: I really wish Urania would have had a better chance. I think he's a better baseball player than he was given the opportunity in Toronto. I think given given a
0: clean slate and an opportunity to play, I think he could have been a major leaguer. And and from the time early on that he was being developed and coming up, he was a glove first shortstop, which you know we've all heard of them, right? But it's those guys are the ones who need to get playing time at various levels in order to truly develop next guy on the list. Good example, Jose, sorry, Jose Devers with uh, Miami 20 year old has not got the playing time, right? Everybody seems to be kind of interested, but in, what is it? Three 17, 18, 19, three full seasons, only 178 games for the guy right now, one dinger, um, two to one, two and a half to one strikeout to walk ratio, but he's decent for stolen bags, 37 bags. Um, so that's the thing that hinges for him if he can come up and like develop a little bit more we could see him making an impact right now we're at number 70 on the depth chart right that means he's not even necessarily a bench guy but this a is a guy that form. does
2: profile like your boy nick matt matto
0: 100 percent right yep. contact so... hitter and those are the guys that need the opportunity over time right so devers Uh, right now, I think finished at high a 19. I don't recall that he was on the 60 man. So, you know, I would say, you know, even if he wasn't, so I think he'll enter this year actually at 21. So 21 at the end of five seasons, he should still be 25. So, uh, will Wilson with San Francisco, this was the first round pick in 19 that was essentially purchased. San Francisco bought him and uh contract whatever it was it was a money deal but will wilson somebody to look for but again got to go through the san francisco system uh Braden shoemake with atlanta at 66 67 ronnie maricchio with the mets uh mets have a wonky system (laughs) mets are mets are interesting right now i'd like to see what what they do where he goes if this if this number of ours is going to move up quickly, Ty, or if it's going to sit here for another year or two. I think uh, 60- he goes
2: up slowly and never really profiles as a real major leaguer. That's my read.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's he's in the 60s for us right now, right? This, this is absolute crapshoot territory. Uh, Aurelis Martinez with Toronto, 19, 20-year-old. Uh, same thing, got some promise. Gabriel Rodriguez with Cleveland. Uh, he's, I think he'll be 19 for this year, but Rodriguez is an interesting case. Uh Cleveland's just so deep it's hard to order all of these guys but I feel like the upside of Rodriguez outweighs I think the three other guys that we mentioned that are all down below and he is younger than those guys and there's a lot of moving parts going on Um, uh, but you know Ty you were wanting to talk about this and Rodriguez right now is shortstop doesn't mean that's where he's going to be by the time he hits the big leagues
2: yeah he has the, he has the power profile I, I don't I don't see him being a guy that sticks at shortstop. Uh, he's got the arm, the fielding's questionable. The speed is in a rare scenario where it grades above his long-term speed. Um, so that means they expect him to bulk out and slow down. Um, the power profile is is strong, like 60-grade power, both game and raw. So you got to like what you're seeing here um, from a power scenario, not so much from a pathway to the position, which – as much as they have depth at this position, like their top two are probably destined for other positions in reality. Um, They both could play bad shortstop and be below average defensively. That's not what Cleveland has become accustomed to in the last couple of years with Lindor playing that position. So um, it'd be interesting to see how they handle these couple of guys as they develop them. They, they're probably not outfielders, but if there is a guy in that group that is an outfielder is Rodriguez. So that's the only thing I'm going to watch for is to see if they move him off the position. But I actually think it increases his value to be honest, because then he can focus more on the power and stop worrying about staying thin
0: enough to play shortstop. Which again, that's the concern. And when you get the young guys, which Rodriguez is still 18 right now, as they grow as their bodies change you know, i mentioned it with danny diaz on the second base episode with the trade i had made i felt like it was a good time because diaz's body has changed so much that i think he's going to struggle to be able to hit major league pitching so he may never see it um, with rodriguez as ty is saying if he can move off the position then he can worry a little bit less about one area concentrate on something else uh, at 64 we have an interesting one tim beckham <laughs> uh <laughs> i i mean it's. The, the Hello, ability? guys. Oi, oi, <laughs> oi guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hello, team post PD. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to
0: say team post PD. Yeah. Yeah, post dope, uh, so, baby. Here we go.
2: Let's
0: <laughs> Tim do it. Beckham signed a minor league deal with the White Sox. It it appears, though, probably. Well, I mean, we're still a couple months away, but it, he's got a pretty solid shot at making that lineup. And if not, going to Triple A playing there and then getting a shot up with a good club. And he's still young enough in the sense that he's not 33 years old, trying to hang on that he could kick around for a few years and, and, you know, help out here and there could be a waiver wire guy, just somebody to have in your head. Um, Geraldo Perdomo with Arizona 21 year old comes in at 63 Santiago Espinal, who's been up and down with Toronto is in at 62. Yolber Sanchez competition for Beckham with uh, the white Sox at 61 and then uh, Ty's uh, prodigy, Adam Hall with Baltimore, the 20, 21-year-old comes in at 60. Uh, Ty, what's the Adam Hall update looking like right now?
2: I mean, he just, he didn't do a whole lot last year. Obviously, he didn't have the pro ball set up. Uh, wasn't on the 60, but this, I'm telling you guys, like this kid's just smart. Uh, he knows how to play baseball. And and I want to see him go pro because I think I talk about it all the time. My wife hears me yelling at the TV and how dumb these hitters are, this kid's not one of those guys. And and I want to see him showcase that because I think it's going to make him a a good major leaguer. And he has had stretches of 400 batting average ball in the the minors. So I think this is a guy that isn't on too many people's radars. I have seen some people in the leagues we're in, Robbie, jumping Mm -hmm. all on him. And kudos to those guys, whether they're doing it on purpose or they're just going down the list and going, hey, this guy's available, I'll pick him. Don't know, but I, the guy can run, the guy can throw, the guy can hit. I I like him um, to at least get a cup of coffee. I don't know that he's going to establish as a a long-term guy, but I think he's going to, he's going to see the major leagues at some point.
0: Well, 59 is JT Riddle now with Pittsburgh. Uh, That is that type of prototypical guy who could be just needs the opportunity. And Riddle was given a short cup of coffee with Miami before he ended up in Pittsburgh, And now he's a 28 year old who's, you know, hoping to be the 25th, 26th guy and can potentially provide some stolen base value for you. Talking super deep, dynasty leagues here. If you got a 40 man roster, Riddle might be a cheap option for you there. Uh, Bryce Terang with Milwaukee comes in at 58. Milwaukee's system could use a guy like this to really work out. They need to have a few prospects go right for them. Uh, 57, previously mentioned, Fradius Nova. With Houston, um, who Ty touched on earlier, uh, 56. We've got Blaze Alexander with Arizona Diamondbacks, a 21 year old entering this season. And this is a guy that I really like. Now, we don't have the stats. We've got a couple, you know, we've got the, the 18, 19 season. Um, what are we a Total at bats here. I'm just looking. His, his OBP is 378 as a pro, but rookie and A ball. His batting average is 288. OPS is. 819 I like it you know he hasn't had he's got basically 550 at bat so if you know if I want to call it a full season and 12 dingers 89 rbis just this is a contact guy he's going to get on base he's going to move runners around I don't know if he profiles necessarily as a leadoff hitter but I like I like Alexander to play and I like Arizona to have opportunity for him come the 2023 season that's kind of how he ended up being where he's going to be for me now if you're looking for somebody with a floor of a major league player i think blaze alexander is one of those guys now he's just the ceiling, he's
2: that prototypical kind of guy that is a Diamondback back shortstop right he's just ho-hum right like if you look yeah. at the guys that have been there over the last couple of years like Nick he just, he's that profile and he has an absolute cannon of an arm so the one thing I will add to what your your profile said on him, Robbie, is that because of the arm strength, if Arizona stumbles into a shortstop and/or they want to make a catcher a shortstop because they
0: seem to be into that sort of thing, or um, center fielder, take a catcher, make him a center fielder. Yeah. I,
2: I could see Alexander <laughs> profiling as a right fielder, right, six foot one sixty right now, still has a little frame to grow into. Like the scouting reports, all have them as two B shortstop, mm-hmm. and a guy with this arm should never, ever be at second base ever.
0: Right. Cause you're wasting it there.
2: Yeah. So I I'd like to actually see him slide to right. I actually think he becomes a better ball player if they move him out there. Um, and, and like we've said off, off, the onset, that's what happens at this position. So he's a guy that, that I could see doing that.
0: Totally, totally fair. Either way. I think plays Alexander is going to be a steal in some of your drafts. If he's still available. If he's on teams already, I think because he didn't get a stat line this year, people will kind of forget about him. His value is going to be down. Now might be the time to go and get him. Um, Wonder Javier comes in at fifty-five with Minnesota. Ugh, oh, man, just
1: yeah.
0: I don't know, man. <laughs> he's above plays Alexander, but I can't see that lasting for too much longer. The opportunity for Javier has been has been there for him to advance. We just need to see this season you know we've got 54 nick gordon his teammate or with at least within the organization who got a cup of coffee this year with minnesota be interesting to see what he does next year where they get him feel like he'll just be stationed and possibly stuck at triple a um needing an injury to get up we've got uh um, well
2: luckily he has uh donaldson in front of him so he probably it, find himself there you <laughs> go
0: yeah and depending on what Snow's up to with his offseason there could be a few open roster spots uh we got the slapdick prospect xavier edwards with tampa bay um you know yeah ties a little higher
2: do you say slap yeah, dick
0: that's what snell called him after the trade with tommy fam last year he was he was t- do on twitch and he said something about getting these some slap dick prospect and losing an MLB beer that's why there's like a whole thing i think there's like a podcast that's called like slap dick prospect like the, it's become more than it ever should have. And that's why I remembered it.
2: I I Um, think I will say this right now. I think he is the most underrated prospect at this position right now.
0: Underrated underrated. Jeez. You've changed your position on Edwards. Big time.
2: And in the big reason reason on this is what we've talked about before, Robbie, like what do we think about Tampa Bay's drafting ability? Oh, it sucks. It's the worst. It's literally the worst. But what do we say about guys they trade for?
0: Oh, they, they know how to acquire that. Exactly. Absolutely. And so
2: Edwards is that guy. And I, I've i looked a little closer and I see the things that that they see. The speed. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think he is a major leaguer before the guy everyone thinks is going to be.
0: Okay. That. Wow. I like that. We're not going to, yeah. it's the man who will not be mentioned. Okay, well, let's, we'll keep up. Nico Goodrum's 51, uh, Jose Garcia or Jose Israel Garcia, uh, who had kind of a breakout east spring training and whatever. He's in at 50 with Cincinnati. Cincinnati is so hard to judge, right? We don't like to pump the tires on guys, but Garcia did some good things and there's already a few prospect uh, writer type you know 21 year olds out there who seem to think he's the next coming so that's fine Kike uh, Hernandez with the Dodgers the 28 29 year old coming in at 49 Bobby Hutt Jr sh- shortstop could be outfielder we need to see where he's going to be stationed in at 48 and Ty you had a, you had is it a friendly warning what is it that you're telling the dynasty listeners on yeah on Bobby so
2: Witt? I I, I want to do a really quick education on scouting profiles, right? Because everybody looks at a scouting profile and we get super jacked up. And Bobby Witt has what I term, and what I told Robbie before we jumped on here, has the all bust profile written all over him. So if you look at the scouting report, I'll read it backwards from right to left. The future value is 60, which is high. That's a good future value. Anything north of 55 is in the elite category. Um, He throws 60. Fielding 60, speed 60, raw power 65, game power 60. Here's where it gets interesting. The game power currently sits at 25. So the upside is 60. People get lost in the upside, okay? The hit tool upside is 45, currently sitting at 20. So in my opinion, the two most important fantasy stats, the hit tool and the game power are fractions of what they can be. So I'm never willing to anoint these guys stars when the two most important stats are their weakness. And it just screams bust for me. I would love to be proven wrong because I love watching good players play baseball. And that's what they say. This kid is. I'm going to be the guy that's probably low on Bobby for a, a while here. And I might have to die on that Hill. So we'll see we'll see how that goes. But I'm definitely not a Bobby Witt Junior guy at this point.
0: Yeah. And just like for comparison's sake, last year, um, we both had Bobby Witt within two spots of where we both have him this year. So, and and that's that's not a big jump up. That's not a slap back. Uh, he bumped up slightly for both of us, and we nearly doubled the depth at shortstop. Um, but that's saying something, right? We're not we're not going deep. And I think, you know, Ty has said it, you need to know baseball players versus fantasy relevant guys. And here's a here's the next guy up 47 Luis Urias with Milwaukee um, supposed to be a dominant MLB player. Like he is in double AA, A, triple A. It's not coming together. And because it's not coming together, we're not sure that it ever will come together. He finds himself at 47, 46. CJ Abrams, this is everybody's cup of coffee right now. He is the hot topic. Um, When you see the guys, you know, the prospect monsters like Aircross, not at all, not at all a negative comment towards Aircross. Um, But he he puts polls out or he asks questions. You know, who do you think could be the next number one after the top couple guys clear out? You know, who could be that next wave? And everybody is on Abrams. Everybody is on Abrams. They're forgetting San Diego has this generational talent at shortstop yeah. Yeah. that's going to kind of become a, a sticking point at some point in time. And, oh, you slide, just slide into third, Rob. No problem. Oh, right, right. We'll move them over to Manny's spot. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, and, but slide into second. Yeah, you can move them to second. Well, oh, they've got uh, – who is it they've got over there? Oh, right. They've got the future coming there too. So San Diego is deep as can be, and Abrams is going to need to either be dealt – uh like to another team or dealt an amazing hand by somebody getting injured and well, he gets and to come in
2: don't forget Asteri ruiz is right there too right sorry that's,
0: that's the second base i was referring to yeah Cronenworth
2: um, yeah. is already there right so like
0: True.
2: like they've got depth it's for locked. days yeah and they traded like three studs in the last year Right. They've been clearing
0: out <laughs> they've been clearing out middle middle infield prospects and they somehow got deeper. Now, this isn't to say that CJ Abrams isn't going to come up and do good things. The guy's 2021 20, for this year. Don't go thinking he's going to be impacting your team the next two seasons. 2023 and beyond. Right. He's 46th ranked for us because we think we've got max two and a half years worth of value. And in that time, he needs to come in and be a rookie. Right, So as Ty's talked about it before, he's going to get some success or should get some success early by seeing fastballs, by not being pitched too competitively, and then seeing that sophomore regression and then having that third potential wave, whether he'll be kind of those that make it or break it guy. And that's where the, this cycle is going to end in our five-year dynasty ranks. So we're not going to put somebody like C.J. Abrams inside the top 30. No way, Jose, if he's not even going to play for half that time, So this is even an aggressive rank, I think, for us to have him there. When you've got somebody right behind him in Luis Urias, who's already up, who's already playing, who's struggling, who's trying to kick it around. And then there's somebody like Abrams who needs to go through double A, triple A, and that first cup of coffee. Uh, This is why we really like our ranking system, because it gives you options and it lets you think realistically about your team's window. If your team's window is going to be at the back end of 2024 and beyond. okay, CJ Abrams might be the guy for you. But if it's now, C.J. Abrams is just some candy you can hang on to, yeah. right? He's he's for the next wave. Um, speaking of waves that have passed previously, Brandon Crawford comes in at 45. Brennan Rogers with Colorado. Oh, my gosh. Poor Brennan Wait. Rogers.
2: Oh, no. What?
0: Swagger, 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 swagger. Oh. Swagger,
2: swagger, swagger, swagger. Yeah, Brennan Rogers is definitely a button undone guy.
0: Yeah, it's too bad you don't have one that says, like, skill set, hoop hoof because that's what Brendan Rodgers needs in Colorado and some playing time. Whoop! Okay, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he's in at 44, 43. We've got Miguel Rojas, who we talked about a lot, Ty. He had a good 2020, and he should go right back to Miami and things should be fine. He's very much like the next guy, 42, Freddie Galvis Needs playing time, and they'll do good things. Then you get into 41. We've got Tyler Freeman with Cleveland. Um, Tyler Freeland with Cleveland weirds me out people really really think Tyler Freeland sorry Freeman is game changer super amazing um, I don't I don't know what other adjectives you want me I,
2: yeah I don't see it Robbie yeah what, it, what do
0: you got well Tyler Freeman steals bases so people like that good average right He in in 18 he had a 352 average and a 916 OPS um, you know in low A and then he moved up in in 19. And in a full season with 500 at-bats, roughly 19 stolen bases. The guy's got no power. Um, he doesn't take a ton of walks, 2-1 to strikeout-to-walk ratio. And b- those are both low, only 53 strikeouts, 26 walks. So the ball is in play a lot. So he's got to be moving around. He's got to be getting things on the go. But the OPS dropped. And this is at uh, high A. So I think we're going to continue to see some regression back. I can see him being more of a average, empty average type guy. So he's Fuck. not necessarily going to come up and like dominate. He's not going to set the table. He's going to have to grow. He could be an Aaron Judd, not, not for power could be an Aaron judge type prospect where he comes up to a level and struggles for a year. And then when he's repeating, he excels. And then he goes but up to the next level and that's
2: super high too. like that. And is that's not speed related, right? Yeah. We don't talk about that a lot, but like, as you get higher in the minors, like that bat bip goes away because the defense is better right so that's one of those things like it hasn't happened yet he's still high a but i could see at the double level you see a big regression for freeman and it could be the end of his prospect train
0: And i honestly tell, i believe one of the reasons we don't talk a lot about BABIP is because it's so simple in my head that a fast player can beat out bad defense at the lower levels and if a guy in major league baseball has a high BABIP. I don't look at it as much of a shock unless it's the only time he's ever done it because just good players are going to have higher bips. They're going to be able to beat it out.
2: I look at it as more of a warning sign. So if I see a high bip, I go double check it against like exit velocity and barrel rate. So if I see it, if I see it as an anomaly to those two stats, then I'm a little scared, right? Like, unless you're talking about like, generational speed which there's only there's not too many of those guys in the game anymore that are are really playing the speed game but um or are able to with the position shifting so i usually go back to exit velocity and, and barrel rate and i look at those three things in combination
0: the, And and so there we go so that's one of the main reasons why i guess you're not hearing us talk a lot about that we also do try our best to eliminate talking about non-fantasy relevant stats obviously we want you our listener to understand why we're coming to the conclusions we're coming to we try to use more um, not generic terms but we try to just talk baseball more than we want to talk stats to you
1: yeah
0: Um, which is why we like to discuss scouting reports and things that are relevant to players both at the major league and minor league levels and tyler freeman looks like a guy who could find himself struggling as he continues to elevate right now he's got a pretty good prospect pedigree um it's been hyped up because we don't see it coming through in all categories so if you're in a five by five league rbis and um home runs are not coming through so there go two of your five categories now he's only hitting you on 60 percent of the categories he's going to need to be on base to be able to get stolen bases and the average is supporting it at this moment but as ty said high babbitt something to watch for so at 40 mauricio dubon with san francisco 39 Taryn vavra now with Baltimore, he was a rocky prospect just as um, Tyler, Nevin. T- Tyler Nevin. Yeah, and that was the trade for relief pitcher last year. Uh, I think that's a really good trade for Baltimore. And Ty, you've got some notes on, on Vavra.
2: Yeah, I just want to say something really quick on Dubois. I, I just oh, want okay. to say his name a lot with a little French tone to it. And just be like, Dubois. Like, I just want it to be that really thick, like...
0: I, I know what you mean. You yeah. like somebody says it as they're like curling you know, like the, doing the cur- Yeah, curling yeah. The must- as it, I sit here. It curling is, curling is Mauricio Dubois. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a poutine. <clears throat> Who's the guy that went 0 for 4 today? <laughs> it was a Mauricio dubois. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah. But uh Taren Vavra, just great name. Like, let's just start cool. there. But um I we talked about this with Tyler Nevin in the third base spot. Like Baltimore cleared out that infield. They had three very serviceable guys there. Obviously not championship level guys like Iglesias, Hanser Alberto, um, and... Rio Ruiz. Rio Ruiz. Uh, there's Who am I missing? There's a third one that I was trying to think of. Was Ruiz. Uh, no, there's a third one I'm missing in my head. Anyway. Um, the Oh, uh, Renato Nunez was the other guy. Oh, yeah. So, so the, maybe Ruiz the, is still on contract. No, nope, the Ruiz is out too. Um, okay. <laughs> so so the point the point is is that Vavra and Nevin have a shot like a real shot at playing time this year and you know without bringing all those guys back like it's going to be tough for them not to to do that frankly because they just don't unless they're going to go sign some of these guys like I said it from the beginning Mark Simeon would be an interesting fit in Baltimore I just the, the power profile fits that ballpark like a lot of mm-hmm. good could happen from that pickup um he's not shortstop in my mind. I don't think Baltimore will do that, but Vavra is a guy that is going to be right there, whether he's playing shortstop or second base. I think you're going to see Vavra at some point this season.
0: Sorry, Ty. Um, Ruiz is still under contract at third base. I want to say
2: he got released like today.
0: No. Oh, okay. Well, if it was, I'm just looking right now. So we are before Christmas for everybody. We're, we're getting this. We're trying to make sure that we're, as accurate as we can be with this. And Richie Martin, who we did mention, is slated um as the shortstop. But again, there's no value in that. And we've got guys like Pat Vialka who are also kicking around Whoa. infielders. So like ties bang on. Like the even with Ruiz there, he he's not going to block uh Nevin. Vavras gonna get the time. Like the opportunity for a big jump, uh with Vavra could very well be the second half of this year, depending on what Baltimore wants to do. Because they've got Hayes up, DJ Stewart is not a young dude, but he's there. Anthony Santander looks like he's going to be there. Obviously, Mancini's going to be back. Uh, Mountcastle's the other guy. And then Pedro Severino's catcher had a perfectly fine 2020. It's him or Cisco. And then we know that they've got Rushman coming up. It's just a matter of when and if they're going to you know do the catcher dh or what they're gonna do because ruiz could easily just be their dh as well
2: yeah definitely yeah i i mean i thought i read that somewhere today that he got released but i, I okay i didn't there.
0: see i just looked on trade rumors i didn't see it but that's that's fine
2: yeah I'll either do. way
0: the opportunity is still there for him with baltimore
2: Yep, yeah, absolutely where where did you end off, robbie sorry i got lost in the Ruiz that's okay here. yeah
0: Uh, So 38, we've got Marco Luciano with San Francisco, you know, highly touted prospect guys, really young, far away, but this is a pretty aggressive rank for us to have him up there. Um, We've got accidentally Jordan Groshans.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, He profiles as that position though. So it's, it's tough. Like we're under the assumption that he's going to go to third because we're Jays fans and we know that's the logical outcome. Um, but he's still technically a shortstop. So I think he's worth noting really quickly. He's in our third
0: base profile because that's- Yeah, if you where- want the deeper dive, check the yeah, third base. Absolutely. 37 if he's a shortstop. So the values, as Ty said, it's in third base and realistically it will be third base. At 36, we've got Nick Ahmed uh, with Arizona. At 35, recently departed San Padre, now Cleveland Indian, Gabriel Arias. This is a good move. For Cleveland, Ty, you talked about it at the time of the trade with Clevenger that Arias could be the make or break it guy, right? We've got Quantrill and we've got Naylor who are, you know, MLB guys right now. And Gabriel Arias could be the real determining factor as to whether Cleveland has done a well, great job with this trade or whether they gave up an asset who now with Tommy John surgery. It's going to be pretty hard to lose that trade.
2: Well, and and we sifted through third and shortstop here uh, recently. And, and as we look at Cleveland's system with all the depth that they have on that infield, like to me, it's become incredibly obvious that Arias is the shortstop. He's the right. guy in that group that's going to play shortstop. Uh, Rodriguez probably slides the third. He's the the more heady prospect. Arias is going to give you value. Like I, I I don't know the right comparable. I would put him in like a Jorge Polanco type. I think that's the kind of sh- the player he's going to be. I was going to uh, say
0: Jeter. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. <laughs> so no, everyone's okay. going to hate him outside of Cleveland.
2: <laughs> no, but no if- one will ever be Jeter ever again. Play that bad a defense and be such <laughs> a hero.
0: and be heralded for his defense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he made those three
2: plays those three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he took two steps, who's right, jumped in the air
0: and threw it. A <laughs> threw a ball behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then there, what was it? though? like the World Series playoff where he just like caught a ball that would have yeah. still made it in the same amount of time and then redirected at five feet to the right. But
2: that play was smart play. though. Like that play was
0: smart. But it's just, yeah. Yeah. But it's not like legendary. I like, think it Yankees, is though. From, Cause ah. he's so
2: far out of position. Like he's so far away from where he's supposed to be. Oh
0: yeah. But that's just because he's not good at positioning himself. I don't, I
2: don't agree. I think he recognized <laughs> it. He ran. As fast as he could, as if he was trying to get one of those gift baskets to send the lady off in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but just real quick on Luciano, like, yeah, yeah. like just gaudy profile. Like, I mean, uh, the, yeah, the it's again, I've I've spent a lot of like uh, time on the scouting report on this episode because for me, th- there's mistakes that can be made at this position, and I I really look at the tools here and, and i do a lot of my homework on shortstop because i know i can i can get value in my outfield i can get value at third base by getting guys that are not heralded shortstop prospects because they don't play the defense right so i that's why i'm sharing some of this stuff because it's valuable but if you look at this profile 60 on the hit tools, 70 on the game power 70 on the raw power like that's gaudy from a shortstop you don't see that like that's a rod territory so mm. so like that's there's a lot here. Like, yeah. This could be a real guy. The thing I want to add, and the reason I don't like him long-term is that he's in San Francisco and that automatically damages his fantasy value. Like automatically, like you just the same reason Colorado is an advantage. San Francisco is an equal disadvantage because of that ballpark, right? It doesn't mean you can't hit for average, but look at Brandon belt. Like Brandon belt's going to go somewhere this off season and he's going to rake. Like, yeah, I, I really he's believe come that. out
0: of nowhere. Yeah, you know, exactly. I, <laughs> so I, I'm, ex,
2: I'm excited for Brandon belt because I want to see that. I just really hope he doesn't resign.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which would not be, a, but I mean, a guy like Pilar was able to, some guys go to San Francisco and they're fine in short yeah. spurts and, and that's no okay. Nobody's that's,
2: that's who belongs in San Francisco.
0: Well, there, there you go. Okay. So moving on to a no power guy, Cole Tucker at 34 with Pittsburgh. Send him over. (laughs) Now Cole Tucker is, is in at 34, which I mean, realistically in a dynasty ranking, I think this is exactly where you put a to be 24 year old who has the starting job with Pittsburgh, a team rebuilding where he could stick around and get to really hone his craft. He's not going to impact your dynasty team in any massive way, right? He shouldn't be on any championship teams at this moment, but it doesn't mean he can't be a bench guy for you. He all of a sudden starts to show some improvement or he's good at home or he's good against righties or whatever the scenario is. And you can find ways to get some extra value out of him. You know, he's not going to do it himself, right? He's, um did not have a really good 109 at bats this past year. You know, 220, the OBP is the issue for him, right? 252 OBP. So he's somebody that you need to see some better better things from moving forward. But he also has a starting shortstop job. that has some value on its own so um if you're just taking like top 30 here he's you know he's not a starting shortstop on your fantasy team but he's somebody that you can have who can provide some potential value 33 jeremiah jackson with the angels i believe jackson will be the long-term shortstop solution with the angels could come as early as the end of this season more likely 2022 and i think it could happen Uh, 32 Novelli Marte, this is raw power. Um, You know, I I will be so brief because that's a Seattle guy. And I know everybody, if you're a new listener, I like the Seattle system. Two years ago, I went all in with Tapoto. I looked at the whole system because I was seeing them do some different things and I really liked it. We've since seen some of that fruit bear or that tree bear fruit. And Novelli Marte is another guy from that system that is going to be next up. I believe he's got more power than Rodriguez and Kelnick because I heard DePoto say it. And I think that they love him. I think they want to protect him and make sure he's coming up in the right window for him, which will probably be three seasons from now, which means like, sorry, as the starter, I could absolutely see him coming up at some point next year, but come 2023 opening day, I think he could be the, the starter for the Mariners. And that will be for three straight seasons, which means we're getting 60% of our five-year window. And I think he's just going to be so good, both offensively and defensively, that Marte is going to be worth it. Um, To me, I'm trying to think when we go through and do our real prospect pedigree, who should be where. I think he's a top five guy. Uh, There are people in front of him. Next guy up is Jeter Downs with Boston, 30, 31. There's a big reason why Jeter Downs is in front of him. It's not because he's a better baseball player. It's because he's got playing time coming his way before Marte. And that's one of the big things with what we do with the dingers list is we put playing time into consideration with our ranks because that's a real part of baseball, right? You can't just say somebody's better when there's a six-year age difference in the prospect. You need to put something behind it. Jeter Downs has got playing time advantage the next five years over Novelli Marte. Now, Seattle could do something wonky and pull him up, no different than Tampa Bay could have with Franco last year, but it's not realistic. So we have to take a realistic approach. At 30, we've got Orlando Arcia with Milwaukee, very similar scenario to Tucker. Like, my God, we would like to see more out of him. 29, Anderson Simmons, free agent right now. Um, he's got some upside with the bat. You know, it could could help out a uh, depth piece. 28, William Adamas with Tampa Bay. This is my guy here, Ty, that I think in a really deep field of shortstops, I would be happy to have him as my shortstop in all dynasty formats to start the 2021 season. I think he's the right guy. I don't think he's getting pushed off that position. We all know who's ahead or whatever, who's the next coming. But to me, Willie Adames is a great ball player. And I think he provides a lot of fantasy value because his cost is so low. So I'm in, I'm in for a Willie Adams. you know, call me crazy. I, um, see, I,
2: I, I like Willie Adamas, but I'm not, I'm not as excited. Like I I'm, I'm with you. Like, I think he's very underappreciated. He's the kind of guy, if you're in a 30 team draft in, in starting over and you don't get in on the top 10 shortstops.
0: Yeah. I, I would go out have an field, issue waiting. Yeah. Like if you draft outfields or you want to do pitch or whatever, if you just draft non shortstops, and you're like, you know what? I'm going to let everybody do that shortstop run, right? Because even in dynasty drafts or auctions, however it works, there are runs on players. Well, yeah. after you get through that first big banger wave, there's another wave. And then there's Willie Adames. Yeah. So you can I, wait and wait on Adames, I believe. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm with you. I would never make it past our number five, Robbie. But, but yes, like I am with. I am with you on Adamas being a really good option, underappreciated a little bit of power, like I don't, 20, sure about- 20
0: dinger guy, you know, yep. he can provide yep. you with a few stolen bases, nothing crazy. Um, you know, OBPs over 300 and he's got a shot with, you know, shot to be seven fifty ish OPS in a good season for him. I'm fine with that at shortstop, right? Yep. It's not hurting you. It's not winning you weeks you know, there there's something to be said for having a guy like Willie Adames as your shortstop, and then you can stud out in other places.
2: I, I will say before we get too far ahead though, um, I'm not a high Marte guy. I'm going to be one of the few that is not excited about Marte. I think he's going to be a good baseball player. I'm not excited about him as a prospect. So um, oh, sorry, Ty.
0: Your your feed cut out there because you weren't saying anything nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. And, and I and I know I'm going to be on the outside looking in for now, but we will reference this episode on this date and time later
0: um, <laughs> when it's convenient for you <laughs> <correct>. <laughs> so, after he he gets called up and goes over three and you're like i told you i told exactly, you exactly <laughs> exactly
2: nothing from this point forward matters it was all about this <laughs> this moment uh yeah. but yeah I, i'm just not as excited about him i you said you think he'll be better than jeter downs i actually disagree um, okay well, the only caveat to that is that i think jeter downs will be a better second baseman. that's the only thing i will add to that okay
0: Yeah, that, yeah. Well, I I think with Boston, right? But that's where we believe Downs' only opportunity to come in is uh, otherwise injury related. So, uh, so now we are inside. We're at 27 with Andres Jimenez of the Mets, who came up this year had a cup of coffee. Um, 26, we've got O'Neill Cruz. Who Ty, you had something about his uh barrel rate you were gonna say? Mm, no, I'm not going there, Robbie. It was Watch. hard. You said you said his hard hit rate went up this hey, offseason. Not, what was yeah, it
2: that? I'm not going there. You can take, Oh, it was there, his hard know. hit
0: and run. That's what it was. His hard hit <laughs> hit and run rate went up. So anyway, he's a 26. And yes, we, we are aware that some darkness in his offseason. Uh, but we try to bring some light and humor into certain situations. Plus, we are we are separated away from this. Uh 25, Elvis Andres, the Wiley vet, uh Texan 24, Jose Iglesias. Iglesias has moved up for both of us from last year um, because we we f- we wanted him to be better. We now actually think he's going to start to get some opportunity for the next couple seasons. He signed a one not signed sorry he was traded um, to the Angels. We think that this could lead to you know one year deals or one year deals with options for the next few years. And Iglesias can provide some value, which is great. Twenty three Gene Segura with Philly. Uh, I think it was the second base episode tie. You had a really good. Uh, point that you had made about Segura possibly being good trade bait because, you know, Dave Dombrowski coming in and whatever's going to go on with Philly now. Um, you know, Segura's a good ball player, right? It's just veteran ball player. Guys forget about him in Dynasty because he's not the next two guys that we're about to mention, right? So we've got at 22, Wander Franco. That's right, everybody. Wander Franco, the 22nd best shortstop prospect. Um, that is at Tourney Boss on... <laughs> yeah,
2: no, 22nd best shortstop not prospect. Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. 22nd, best shortstop the next five seasons. That's at tourney boss on Twitter. Um, Ty's phone number is, um, you know, it's it's both of us. We're both there. I actually have him 22nd. You have him 20th. So you're, you're, you're in front.
2: Yeah, no. And, and I'm, I'm there in terms of floor value. Like I I will say this, like I'm going to need to see something more to move him past this. Like I, I think he can be a good major leaguer. I don't think he is better than Luciano's upside. And for whatever reason, no one's even talking about that comparison, uh, even though they're basically the same age. No one's even comparing those two for a second or Royce Lewis. It's just Wander and these other two. And I, I everybody sure- way, way, way down below. Yeah, and I talked to you about the footage we've seen from Wander yep. over the last year. Not it's just impressive, not power. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm not excited about Wander. Uh, we've been talking about that for a while. And and when we're right, Robbie, we're gonna we're gonna have a parade. We're gonna have like like basically Macy's Day style balloons. <laughs> um, well, when he get, like
0: gets demoted.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and then we'll just we'll just have like a giant like baseball player balloon that floats away just like wanders (laughs) (laughs) through
0: whoa okay well yeah so i've you know obviously i'm joking about you know ty being the one we're both realistic in this and that's what i appreciate about you know, times like this where we differ so heavily in certain areas, but at other times we're, we're both very like-minded in the fact that we look at a player and think, okay, so he's getting hyped from everybody everywhere. Well, what would be a reason, a, an unjustified reason for a guy to be. Do you know why, hype? Robbie? Sorry to
2: cut you off there. No, we're both for it. we're both not allowed to dream because we're married.
0: I dream big, baby. I got boats. I got <laughs> boats for days. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's, you You have guys like uh, Vlad who are coming up, and they're supposed to be huge hype guys. You've got Soto, who kind of you know is a prospect come come-up-quickly guy and boom hits. Acuna, uh, Tatis Jr. You've got all these international non-MLB Rule 4 draft guys, which is what the MLB draft is called. The amateur draft is called the Rule 4. All of these non-Rule 4 guys come up and they're they're hitting or they're supposed to be hitting right they're on the cusp so franco's just the next guy and and writers need someone to write about and podcasters need someone you know content creators whatever you want to call us need something to talk about well we're not going to talk about a guy who hasn't seen consistent heat who hasn't seen good veteran pitching until we see them do that right we're not going to put all of our eggs in one basket on the guy but he's ranked 22nd for us over the next 5 years that's pretty damn good you know, and that, like Ty said, that's floor-based. So, but one in front of him is Royce Lewis. And that has a lot more to do with the fact that Royce Lewis should be coming up this year, you know, should be into Minnesota in 2022 as a starting shortstop. And Franco might not be there come 2022. Now, I know everybody hates that idea, but that's what we're basing this on. If we're wrong, cool. We'll, we'll make the adjustment. Um, 20, we've got Marcus Simeon, free agent right now. Ty talked about possibility, you know, him in Baltimore or some other places. Here's an interesting upside guy, Nico Horner with the Cubbies. Uh everybody, I think, kind of had real immediate. Yeah, Ty.
1: Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yeah.
0: This is a guy everybody loved last season this time love 100 yeah and i was just that's that was gonna be my point i think everybody's kind of had their like oh no he's not good <laughs> because mm-hmm. nico horner along with the rest of the cubs lineup underperformed in 2020 and now horner can be forgotten and and i i think he's either gonna be off shortstop for this season or off shortstop for the season until bias may get moved if that's what happens well i mean they back. drafted
2: so, ed edward ed, ed howard, howard. Like, if that's Years not away. an indication that you're showing, though, that Baez isn't going to be there long-term, I don't know what is, right? Like, I don't know right. why the Cubbies would invest into Baez long-term. It doesn't make any sense. Like, their team is not going in a winning direction. So why why spend your money on a post-peak guy? It, they're not going to do it.
0: Yeah, and and Nico Horner came up um, kind of like Garrett Crochet did this past year, you know, the year they're drafted, and it's really exciting. It's really fun. But now he's learned, right? Learned through a you know, a weird, weird 60 game season. He's going to come up and we think he's just going to be a solid contributor the next five seasons. Now here's, here's the one, this is contingent on the signing, right? But we've got Hassan Kim in at 18 Um, Ty has him in the later part of the twenties. I've got him at eight. I've got him at eight. Everybody. I love Kim. I love the cool loopy swing that he's got. I love the power that he can generate and the fact that, that I think he's going to get himself a good 4 or 5 year contract with an MLB club and walk in opening day and start and I I'm just in on Kim. And that's fine, you know, I think in redraft leagues, or sorry, not redraft leagues. I think in uh dynasty leagues in your, you know, rookie draft is he if he's eligible to be in it, I think this is a top 10 pick. I don't know how your league's going to value certain things how your own team. Hey, hey this is me hyping a guy who deserves it. Cause he's, he's done it at a high level and I believe that he can come into to MLB. It would be great if he went to a team that like, you know, really needed that second base shortstop impact guy. Cause I think he can do it. Toronto seems to be one of the guys that's getting a bit of chatter, but we don't like to go off the rumor mill. We want to see the signings. Um, but yeah, I really like how some Kim, I think this is going to work out. I think he's going to work out well. We're not going to see the, you know, necessarily kind of struggles, stumbles that we've seen with some of the other guys. Like Susugo came in last year, didn't, you know, light the lamp, like everybody was kind of thinking what happened and he By was low. a top 10. By low. Yeah, but he was uh, Susugo was a top 10 pick in some Dynasty League uh, first year rookie drafts. Yep. So if, and if and if that's if people didn't learn from that um, they would sell him now for a lot less but I think you can go and get Kim and it's going to be a different story. That's my own thing. That's kind yeah. of here no.
2: here's here's my take, Robbie. Um with Hassan Kim. We you and I talked about this, so I, I don't need to t- share with you, but I'll share with the listeners. Um for me, Hassan Kim has upside. I think there's going to be a learning curve here. I don't like his swing in the top of the zone. And and what we know about major league pitching right now, fastballs up and curveballs are are kind of the commonplace or fastball sliders. And and I think he's vulnerable to that. Um, I think he's vulnerable more to the fastball up than anything down because I actually think his swing in the bottom of the zone is is pretty. I, I really like it, but I do not like what he does at the top of the zone. I think against major league hitting, he is going to blow up more bats this season or major league pitching. He's going to blow up more bats this season than he's ever seen in his career. Those, those fastballs are going to get in on him quick. Um, he pulls his hands in this really unique way and it's fascinating. And I, I do enjoy watching it, I will say that. Uh, but I think it needs just a touch of seasoning to get used to some of the things like Asia is very much splitter-slider heavy, right? And and I think the velo curveball world that he's gonna see over here will change his outcomes a little bit. I, I don't I don't suspect the 30 home runs he hit last year in the KBO is what we're going to see. So I'm not saying it can't be good. I'm just not expecting it out of the gate. That's, that's my read, but jumping back a little bit, Royce Lewis is an interesting one for me. I think he has the ability to be the one of the best, if not the best of the group in the, the coming shortstops, but I need the hit tool to come up. It has to come up. And if it doesn't, he's going to fall way back. And so that's what I'm watching.
0: Um, One of his advantages, Ty, is the fact that whenever he is an established MLB, or assuming it's with the Twins, he's going to have a lot of um, run oh, and RBI opportunity, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's an advantage he's got. Not that Wander Franco wouldn't uh, the same thing for a shortstop, but not every prospect that comes up is like, I don't think teams typically break in a prospect shortstop on a competitive team right? Like that's a hard thing to do. You're given your most difficult position or your whatever, most difficult infield position to a rookie. That's a hard, hard thing to do. Um, But Royce Lewis will have guys on base around him, guys moving him around the bag. Yeah. So that's my bit on him. 17. Are we good to go Ty? We are. Okay. 17. We've got a mid Rosario, New York met. He's a starting shortstop. Cool. 16 JP crawford with seattle exact exact same thing ty you had a little note on a seattle player i'm interested to hear it
2: i think he's just one of
0: the guys we talk about
2: um difference between a fantasy player and a ball player and he's a ball player he's fun to watch plays unbelievable defense he's gonna be out there for a while until Marte moves him off of it but I don't know that Marte is a huge upgrade on the Marte could side. be at
0: third base too, maybe.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got garbage at third base now. So it certainly wouldn't take much to move Kyle Seager. Easy, of boy. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, I'll start that battle. Don't uh, you start
0: that Seager talk with me. And the yeah. best part, though, Ty, is that you could have the worst fielding arm. Like JP Crawford could, all he's got to do is put it in from his glove to his hand and throw it within 20 feet of first base. And gold glove winner Evan White will snag that. You know, yeah, like except that, that is a Seattle advantage. Crawford has a
2: hose, so that's oh yeah, not, yeah, yeah, like not an a,
0: issue at all there. Yeah, I'm just saying, like he doesn't have to be as good defensively to be a good defender right now. Like yeah. I'm with you; he should not get bumped off the position. Uh, I, I would he really like.
2: I would really like to see Crawford somewhere else. I think he would be a better fantasy player in another ballpark, similar to what we've talked about in the guys in San Francisco. Um, Crawford is gets the downside being at Safeco, right? That's a problem. Getting the night games in LA, right? Like that division has ballparks in it. So, you know, Houston is, is the one park that is an
0: advantage, uh, Houston, right? Yeah. (laughs) What did I say? You just said Houston's the one ballpark that has an advantage. And I was just clarifying. For the Houston players,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I meant for the for the the hitters in general, but right, what, the hitters park, the, the old Globo Park or whatever Global Gym, whatever it was before they moved <laughs> to the new one, um, was in Texas. a hitter, yeah, it was a hitter's park, but now whatever they call the new one, um, not so much. Definitely pitcher friendly, as we saw uh, in the World Series with the amount of balls that were hit directly to the top of the fence which
0: which what a weird thing in the world series there were so
2: many that were in the playoffs that were hit to the edge of that wall like whoever designed that outfield fence is just like yeah i did good yeah he's like (laughs) i told you i told you
0: i would keep it in the park (laughs) this will work for joey gallo but everybody else is gonna struggle that's
2: right yeah
0: okay so uh yeah crawford at 16 now we're in the top 15 everybody all familiar names for you if they haven't been for a while already Uh, Paul DeYoung with St. Louis at 26 years of age, you know, starting shortstop next five years. Dansby Swanson, 26-year-old shortstop with Atlanta. Didi, 30-year-old free agent right now, shouldn't have an issue getting contracts for the next few years. Um, Mondesi at 12, this is kind of a perplexing one. Some guys will have him higher. We understand. We're, We're not real excited about how often he strikes out. We know Kansas City is looking to, you know, rise up. And um, in doing so, Mondesi's stolen bases are just such an asset that you can't ignore it, right? You, you can see that there are issues, but you cannot ignore when a guy can put up the kind of stolen bags that he can on a team like Kansas City who hasn't been competing. If they're trying to compete, if they're trying to get games down the stretch, he could really be an asset in head-to-head playoff runs uh, when Kansas City is a better team. At 11, Jorge Polanco with Minnesota, and now we hit the top 10. We've got Javi Baez with Chicago we already kind of touched on it, right? There's a ton of studs in this list. Baez had a down year last year. Um, he moved down a couple spots for us. We're still yeah, inside uh, the top 10. Tons of tons of time for him to be a top 10 guy the next five years, too.
2: I mean, DeYoung's a guy that I told you to buy a couple years ago as a buy low. Uh, if you listen, you're welcome. If you're new to the show, uh, we'll find you another one. Don't worry about it. But De Young, De young's a guy that just gives you pop. He's never going to win you the batting title. It's just not what he brings to the table. Um, but he's definitely going to give you right where he's at like that, you know, 11 through 15 value at the shortstop position cheaper than the rest of the guys above him, Right. So you're talking about like fractional difference. So if you miss on those top 10 guys, great consolation prize. And, And I like him to be a bet over the rest of the guys in this category. Like Dansby is so polarizing, like he can be so intriguing and then Reality sets in. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. There's that guy. Like it's like he's the
0: pillar of shortstops. That's what he is. I just, I just you just figured that. Yeah, you you had said before. He's he's a hot start guy, right? Hot start, cool finish. And those are guys we we talked about in the third base episodes. Frustrating, you know, with Devers could be the same thing with Dollback. Those are guys that losers draft because
2: they lose in the playoffs.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes when you get a you have a Devers with a high pick. Uh, you in a, re- a redraft specifically, you end up finding yourself frustrated in September when you're watching the playoffs because Devers has a cold spell in July and into August. And all of a sudden you've lost four weeks and your key guy is no longer doing it. Because no matter how good a guy that has hot streaks and cold streaks is, they can only do good things for you within one week increments. Whereas if they're streaky like that in Roto, those four home runs don't get you one win that one week. They are four home runs that add to your year-end total. So guys who are streaky can be a little bit easier to handle in a roto format. And if you're doing head-to-head, you just have to understand that you have to balance that lineup out, right? If you spend early either draft capital or free agent dollars or however your league is set up on risk-reward streaky dudes, you're going to pay for it if you don't have those high floor guys in your starting lineup as your season goes on. You know, if your daily lineups And you see a guy's getting cold, you can pull him out. If you're in weekly, where you maybe get a change once in a week, whatever it is, you you sometimes have to suffer through that. And Monsieur's one one of those guys too. Big time, Swanson, big time.
2: One thing I'm gonna add on DD really quick. I I think he is a a good time to buy DD right now before he signs. Definitely. So if, if he's unsigned when you're listening to this episode, go get him. Cause I think he's gonna end up in one of a couple places philly is the obvious re-sign i think i think it's an obvious re-sign um i could see them in los angeles even with iglesias right like even iglesias could be, you
0: just want that so bad i
2: do it's <laughs> like they need a left-handed bat they need it they have to have it and they don't have it and it bugs me that they don't have it
0: maybe they'll uh, sign curtis granderson he just seems to sign places you know no no the other the <laughs> other spot that i
2: could see is oakland um i could see oakland being a short-term right. fit two-year deal yeah. i think could see that and and the one that isn't there yet but you know as the market starts to settle toronto um is the other one also needs a left-handed bat uh not as bad as la but they do need it um and they've talked a lot about moving bichette to second um and indeedy is a more than serviceable shortstop which gives you time to wait on one of Martin Groshan's free agent, house on Kim, whatever, right. You can do whatever you want, but I, I, I think that's, those are the three main markets that I think would benefit from DD. Yep.
0: The, as long as he gets a contract, I'm happy. He's
2: getting a contract. It's yeah. Too like good not to.
0: once, once we know where that is, that's great. But either way, I think we both believe he's a reliable enough option um, that he's worth it. And at 13 in the rank, that might seem a little high, but when you get to return on value, you know, you're welcome. Uh, so we're inside the top 10. Now, number nine, Tim Anderson with the white Sox, high average, uh, you know, Tim Anderson provides you with bat flips. So he's got that. He's got that swagger that we like talking about here. Um, but he's also got a great team around him. And we've talked about it before with Nick Madrigal. If magical's nine Anderson is one, that's going to also increase Anderson's ability to get some runs. Uh, we don't need to go in depth on that again at eight. Carlos Correa, one year left with Houston. If he's in there longer, cool. He's still young. We've had injury issues with Correa. He's a good ball player when he's healthy and knows the pitch is coming. Uh, Seven, we've got Story with a year left in Colorado. You're going to hear with a year left again uh, shortly because that's what's going on with this draft class. You know, Baez, uh, Correa, Story. uh, There's a couple others up here. Um, But Story is the same thing, right? Ty talked about in the third base episode, <clears throat> if you haven't listened to that, make sure you get that one. And when we talked about Arenado, uh, Holman Road, you know, Story's a different player. He's more aggressive for steals, lower average, and uh, hits all of his dingers in Colorado. So if he's not in Colorado after four seasons, or as Ty has suggested before, if he's traded this offseason or during the season, he can still provide you value. It's just going to be less average, possibly less power but stolen bases and other things. And he's one of one of just a few guys that shortstop that can provide you with easily 20 dingers and 20 stolen base potential. And that's, that's not easy to come by in the shortstop position.
2: Yeah. I mean, for me, Anderson is the, the cheap option here. I uh, compared against the group value yep. wise, like, Oh,
0: I'm with you there. Yeah,
2: He's going to, he's going to help you runs and home runs big time. Um, if you're looking to to kill some categories, he might be a good guy for that fit. I think we talked about um in the last episode when we were talking to uh, third baseman, we talked about the way that lineup could be configured. Like if there's a scenario where it's Eaton Madrigal back to the top to Tim Anderson, I love Tim Anderson more than I like Xander Bogarts which is crazy. That's a crazy statement. Um, but that's that's what I think that does to that lineup. You go speed, speed, power, 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 power. Right. And Tim Anderson is going to be the sandwich there that just gets all the gravy. So I, I like him if they are smart people. And if, if they don't do that, just tag us and we'll go right after their Twitter account. Um, so just hit <laughs> us up. But anyway, point is, the next guy on the list, Correa, I think is the cheapest. I talked about Seager as a bounce back last year. Uh, He nailed it. Thank you, Corey, for making me look good. Um, I think Carlos is going to do the same this year. I think he is going towards contract time. And I think that means go time. And I think you're going to see Correa turn it on. I could see if he's healthy, full season MVP for Carlos Correa. Holy smokes. I'm going to throw that out there. And I, I just think he's that good. And I think he's, gotten past the window where he's supposed to be the MVP. And I think that's going to allow him to be great. The other part of it is that all the story this year is going to be on um, Altuve's bounce back and Yonder Alvarez and Kyle Tucker. And people are just going to let Carlos be himself.
0: And he's going to come out of the
2: woodwork and surprise some people.
0: That That is a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for you. Um, so at six, Zanda Bogarts, who Ty just previously mentioned. Um, yeah, Bogarts good. All cats guy. This is what happens when you, it's hard to really say anything negative about these guys. At five, Corey Seager, who as Ty had mentioned, he told you when he was, you know, ranked four spots, I think back last year, wherever it was, he was still inside the top 10 for us, but he's five right now for us. And I believe Seager has one year left as well. Yes. Um, before he becomes a yeah, free He's agent. part of that big class. Yep. Yeah, it is going to be quite the off-season. Um, Bo Bichette comes in for at four for us. We see a lot of promise. You know, we obviously were around Toronto now. I was talking to um, uh, our biggest hater and lover, Roto Ronnie, about uh, Blue Jays baseball for the upcoming season. And I said, well, I'm not going to be watching the Jays games this year because I'll just get MLB TV. And MLB TV has now blocked out Blue Jays. Um, whereas previously the entire country could watch Blue Jay games on MLB TV, and <clears throat> now you cannot. So the deal with Sportsnet, which is the major broadcaster in Canada, for Blue Jays games, also the Rogers, the subsidiary from Sportsnet, Rogers owns the Blue Jays as well. Um, that's not going to happen. So I'm just going to go back to what I used to do, which was listen to the Jays on the radio. And uh, watch the other 29 teams play on a regular basis. And that's fine for me because there's guys like Bo Bichette who, uh, you know, I could get all the highlights. I can do everything I need to do with a guy like Bichette. I know he's good. You know, I know the deal when he signed with Toronto was that they weren't going to dick with his swing. They were going to let him be the player he wanted to be. And he agreed to sign there. And it's worked out beautifully for Toronto. And if he moves off the position as Ty has suggested, if some other guys come into town, that's fine too. He's still going to be a top of the order guy. He's learning his craft. Yes. He, he does need to make improvements, but he's young enough at 22 for this season coming up that it's going to happen. And that's how he ends up at fourth. So do you have anything on those guys? Ty? I know if you want to say a little more on Seeger, we know he's bounced back great he's year. Just,
2: he's just good. Like he's just good. I yeah. mean, he, he's going to be an MVP candidate in the NL healthy, um, whether he's healthy or not that's to be seen so we'll see but i think we all saw he's on a star studded
0: team yeah, right? I with mean, mvp yeah. candidates on it so
2: and we all saw in the world series he's pro- like mookie's good i i think Corey's a better player my personal opinion um I-, I i just like what he does at the plate Betts makes up for a little bit of the difference with his speed so there's there's a trade-off there i, I think seeker's a better player personal opinion um I'm just really excited about Bichette. I, 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 love the free swing. I love the flow. I love the swagger. I just, I love what he brings to the J so without Homer and out, like I'm just excited.
0: Yeah. He's a good player. Okay. So the top three, I mean, there isn't a whole lot to talk about here. You know, Lindor is at, at three for us one year left in Cleveland and then free agency. So if he gets traded this off season or whatever happens, he's got one year left. I don't think he's going to have this horrible decline. He did not have a great 60 game stretch, with Cleveland this year, but that doesn't mean that he's lost value, right? You got to, you got to take things into consideration. And for us right now, Lindor did not lose value for us. He was our second last year. He moves back one spot, no big hoop. At number two, Trey Turner. Uh, Trey Turner is my number one. And the only reason that he beats out the number one, which if you haven't figured it out is Fernando Tatis Jr. The only reason in my mind that I think Turner can top, Tatis over the next five years is that a healthy Turner to me is as dangerous as Tatis. The difference is that he's not going to hit as many home runs, but I could see him stealing more bases and I can see that making more of an impact. And in deep leagues, I can see him striking out less and walking more. And that's what we're basing a lot of this on. Now, both guys have um, potential injury risk that I'd say is equal. So when I put the two of them together and I both see, I don't see age as a factor for either guy Tatisa's is very young. 22 Turner will be, I think 30 at the end of 2025. I'm fine with both guys. Uh, The teams are on San Diego is kind of on the upswing and Washington is potentially creating a second push and, or taking a step downward. But I mean, a year ago, like not at the end of 19, they're world series champs, right? Uh, They've got prospects that can still come up to fill out that infield. Robles can make a return back like there are good things going on with both guys I just give the edge to Turner because I think I mean it's neck and neck but I think it's a good thing to believe in a guy like Trey Turner to continue to believe just like Ty did with Corey Seager for years and years when Seager was struggling injuries etc I'm doing it with Turner right now I really appreciated the 60 game run i got out of them in 2020 i'm looking forward to seeing what a full 162 can do in 21 and beyond so yeah
2: i i i mean you know the old episode of friends where rachel makes the dessert like when you get to this part it's like lindor good turner good Tatis good right like that's that's where we're at like there's no point overthinking it here but at the end of the day for me it's really simple um lindor is probably going to end up somewhere else and who knows what that means so we just don't know he's the wild card i have him too I, I think he's a cut above consistent wise than turner um turner probably has the highest ceiling of this group truly um but i think if i was to take a five-year window i think he ends up three and that's why i have him three um to tease for me i'll be honest there's some bias here love to jr he was my number one before i even did any homework and before I even compared anything, he's just, he is the most electrifying player in this
0: game. Right. Oh, I thought you're going to say sports entertainment. No, no, no,
2: no. <laughs> the most so. electrifying guy in sports entertainment. No, I mean, he's got the, the, whatever the mullet cornrows, whatever you want to call his hairstyle. I really don't know what that is. Um, yeah, if there's a word for it, someone please hit me on Twitter. Um, but I, I like, I, I like to because he's bringing fun back um and and that's the most exciting thing for me like of the group Trey Turner is the least fun right like in order to tease Lindor Turner fun right so <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, the, that's the breaker at this point and, and that's fair <laughs> I, it just it comes down like they're so close like I'm more entertained by Tatis. I was just going to say, Lindor. you've seen
0: less smiles from Trey Turner than you have the other three. And that's fine. And for that Because sake, he's usually Fichette grimacing. Coming up. Yeah, but he's right. usually grimacing he's when pain. he's going to the locker room, right? like oh, right. screw you. The last... So in 19... <laughs> sorry, in 18, he played a full 162, but he didn't have the average that everybody wanted. And that's where a lot of people were kind of like, whoa, 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 what's going on with this guy? Um, But he was like two to one straight up to walk ratio. And then in 19... He was much better, 298 average, 122 games. So he still missed 40 games. So I get you there, Ty, like I do. Prior to 18, he had not played 100 games. So the stigma is there. I'm saying this is kind of like we were talking about uh, Ian Kinsler. This was a year ago. We were talking about Kinsler on the way out the door, how he struggled early with injuries and everybody kind of like, eh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Boom, he gets it together. Consistent fantasy player for years to come. That's where I think we are now with Turner. And I really, I, I, the 335 average, which Turner had last year in six games, that are 59 games. That's not, that's not what I'm going for, right? But- I love that he had a lot of hits. I love that, you know, he was getting triples and doing good things percentage-wise for himself but it's consistency with stolen bases. He needs more RBI opportunities. If the NL moves to the DH full-time, that should help him out. Yeah, I agree with that. That's his big issue, right? As a leadoff guy, he's not getting RBI opportunities like he should. You know, he has yet to peak or hit, sorry, hit the 20-dinger mark. But even this year in 59 games, he had 12. So the potential is there him and then runs right he needs to be on a competitive team he can easily be a 100 run guy a 70 rbi guy and a 40 plus stolen base guy and that makes up for any lack of dingers that you're seeing when you count all the stats up and if you're category by category building your team the proper way where you're trying to win each week and have a lot of balance i think turner brings a lot of balance and if tatis we talked about babbitt earlier ty if tatis regresses on speed for any reason that BABIP is going to go way down for him. And then we're yeah, going to see Yeah, but he has the
2: best power profile. Like he has a 40 home run tool. Oh, he does. Absolutely. Like, totally. Like yeah. it's, he's the only guy in this list that has 40 home run pop. The only guy right now. Yeah. There might be, Luciano I'm, might be that guy later, but he's the only guy that has that right now. And for I, me, that's
0: I'm looking at the list too. I, I don't, uh, I don't disagree. That's, that's yeah. the deal breaker for me. So I, I agree
2: with you though. If, if they did, uh dh comes to the nl though it also bumps seager right so you might end up with seager in that top three at that point so you know and depending has to, on where he goes right correct yep so there has to be some balance to that but yeah i mean this is our crystal ball we'd love to hear what you have to say um you're going to disagree and we're going to probably disagree with your disagreement so um we can do that <laughs> dance Uh, Or you can just fall in line like Ronnie does. Um,
1: And (laughs) until then, it's been Rob and Tyler on Dingers.